Hello, I'm Colin Green, and you are listening to Spike Pit, episode 78. In this episode, there is another instalment of my conversation with John Large from Red Dice Diaries. Got a few call-ins, and be warned, if you're of a sensitive nature or listening with children, the episode does contain some colourful language. Hey, Colin. What's up, man? Enjoyed your uh, you and your brother's show there. That was kind of cool. I've been trying to get my brother to do one. We got a lot of shit going on right now, so we really can't get to do it together. But someday, you know, because I like that whole reminiscing thing. I, I have to swear my secrets. You have to tell all the embarrassing stories, though, or else it's all going out on him, too. <laughs> but uh, all my embarrassing, I was a lousy DM stories back when we were kids, you know. I truly admit it. But uh, anyway, you just keep getting better with time, right? 40, 40, 50 more years, I might be, might be pretty good at it. Who knows? But uh, anyway, yeah, I enjoy that, man. That, that's good reminiscing. I would just left a message similar one to Tim Shorts when he was telling his little personal history of gaming and everything. Can't you just tell in our voices that we get happier? You know, as we're just thinking about the old days and just more at peace and good times and better times. Eh, simpler shit, man. Anyway, talk to you later. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Joe. I'm a little bit prone to falling into nostalgia myself. It's kind of a warm, fuzzy feeling, but if you dwell on it, I find myself getting a little bit forlorn. So I try and concentrate on the the here and the now as much as I can. It can be a little bit more complicated, but I do feel like I'm making some good gaming memories at the moment, playing in Kamata Live, with uh, the miracle of the internet, I can reach across the the Atlantic and you know make new friends and play with all types of folks from all over the world. Basically, uh, it's, it's a real highlight of the year for me at the moment. And also doing this podcast, you know, back in 1981, I couldn't have done this. Uh, as much as I enjoyed my game with my school friends and my buddies just didn't have the options that we've got now and of course having kids bringing them into the game is a a real uh uplifting business so yeah thanks for calling in joe i liked hearing about your music that what's wrong with that it's a podcast you can talk about whatever you want as for laughing during a game that's what's fun tim games online you're relatively new to gaming online from what i remember you saying and Tim games online during the week and he just laughs and they have a good time and that's what it's about. So go you. And that's happy whisk with an upbeat as usual. I have so much fun with the Kalmata international game. I'd mentioned in a podcast before I couldn't, couldn't stop laughing. And um, this week's adventure was no different back out in the jungle, but I have bad news. Spike the Delver has fallen. His explorations have taken him too far this time. He has made his last journey into the jungle, died the hero's death, and buried with honours in the tomb of the Golden Manticore. He fell defending his fallen comrades, who thankfully later made somewhat of a recovery and managed to get back to Sindanore. But for Spike, it was not to be. His destiny led him to adventure and a hero's death. 
So, Spike the Delver, you'll be sadly missed. Good thing you have loyal comrades to give you the hero's burial you deserved. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was great fun, and I thoroughly enjoyed it once again. And there was much laughing, so you'll be pleased about that, Ivy, if you check it out on YouTube. But I do warn you, it is a long one. We played for, like, four hours. Um but it f- time flies when you're having fun, and uh, never a truer word was spoken. Hey, Colin, it's John here from Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to episode 75 of your podcast, really enjoying it. But hey now, hey now, what's the matter with you, dude? There's nothing wrong at all with liking Cindy Lauper at all. In fact, that takes me back to my own youth, and I was chuckling away as you were describing what every person in the UK of our sort of age bracket knows is a manly rite of passage, scrounging to get your first Walkman from Argos, and then saying, fuck that, I'm not paying that for batteries, and going round the corner. So that really did make me chuckle. To answer your question about YouTube videos, if you live stream a YouTube video directly, I believe it stays on YouTube forever, and it's pretty much still. I think it's only Twitch that gets rid of live streams after a little bit. Anyway, time's running out, so just to say, great episode, dude. Keep up the good work. Speak to you soon. Yeah, cheers for that, John. And um, I see what you did there, working those Cindy Lauper lyrics into your message. It's not wasted on me, mate. I called it as subtle as you may have tried to have been. Yeah, I got it, I got it. And I thought you might appreciate the reference to Argos, UK listeners. We'll, um, <laughs> yeah, they'll get it. Um, I, I don't know if there's anything as similar in America, like a catalogue shop like that, but perhaps folks could let me know. Anyway, we're going to hear a little bit more now from John. This is from the interview we recorded a while back that I've kind of serialised, if you like. And we're talking about all sorts. I saw like a few other people had done like reviews and stuff. Uh, and I was like, well, I, I could do that. I'll have a go at it. Did did a few. And like I say, most people were very sort of supportive about it. And getting that encouragement made me think, oh, do you know what? Yeah, I can do this. And I started doing more stuff off from that. And occasionally I'd get like subjects that I was like really into for a period of time like the the sort of the, the, the fate, fate videos I did whereas yeah. I was massively I mean I still am but I was massively into fate when it first came out and every time I looked on social media because it was a system that really sort of gelled with me like straight away and I was like right I get this you but, could tell because that really came across in them tutorials you was like super enthusiastic oh, yeah. about that you was like like well into that fate that's it, and I mean... It's quite infectious. <laughs> well, very kind of you to say so. I mean, the, the thing as well was, like I said, whenever I went to social media, there were lots of people asking questions about it or struggling with, like, different bits of the system, yeah. which to me it seemed, like, fairly easy to grasp. Mm. So, And I was like, that, that, that's not to, like, big myself up or anything. It was just, like, it suited my sort of style of gaming. But, yeah. like I say, I, I'm all about sort of trying to get rid of the obstacles in the way of people enjoying a game. So if someone comes to me and says, like, oh, I'm... I, I love the sound of like, and loads of people saying, oh, I love the sound of Fate and I like the idea of it, but like, I don't really get how aspects work. I'm not really sure how, like, whether I should be spending my Fate points or like, holding on to them, what should mm-hmm. I be doing? And I was like, right, well, I could just like keep sort of sending messages to, to, to people and saying, oh, this is how you do it, that's how you do it. But I'm like, 
if if there's pe that many people who've sent messages to me or I've encountered who don't understand it, there's probably loads of other people out there who, for whatever reason, haven't mentioned it or maybe maybe they're like they don't think they can, maybe they don't know who to ask. So I was like, right, if I put them all in YouTube videos, then whenever anyone asks about it, rather than me sort of like having to type it all out from scratch, I can just link them to the video, say, go, yeah. and, go and have a look at this. If you've got any questions after that, come back to me. And some of the videos I later did were based on specific questions because someone would say, oh, I've seen, I've seen your aspects video. What about this and like, how does this work? And if I thought like, oh, there's probably going to be a lot of people who would benefit from a bit of a, a bit of a sort of tutorial in that sort of part of the system, I'd do a video about it, and then I could say, like, all right, there you go, dude. There's a video. Hope it's what you, what you're after. Again, if you've got any more questions, come back to me. Yeah, it worked really well, and I, th I thought you put it across um, in a very digestible way. I remember looking through them, and I kind of, you know, I was like really keen to get onto the next one, and I remember, I do remember sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, I'll get that, I'll get that. And you, <laughs> the worst thing about them was that you made it um, look so easy. <laughs> it's the, the classic, you made it look easy. And then when I actually started, I tried to run, uh, what was it now? I can't see the book now. But it was, um, I think it might have been a fate accelerated thing. It was the one that, um, it was like the Legends of Doe was. Do or something. Oh, um, yeah. Do fate the flying temple. That's it. Yeah, and I tried to run it with the kids, and I got about I was about an hour into it, <laughs> and they were sitting there with like <laughs> blank, blank looking faces. I was having enough. Like, we was having enough fun. Yeah. I sort of thought, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> You'd made it look so easy. And I thought I felt I'd let that I'd let the side down. <laughs> well, well, I've got to admit that 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 is one of the unfortunate sort of like inherent flaws of doing like tutorial videos. And don't get me wrong, tutorial videos are great, but inevitably there's going to be a gap between a tutorial video and like your own experience actually playing it. Uh, and there's not a lot you can do about that. I mean, as we were talking before we started recording, sort of like rather like yourself sort of back in the day when we first started you just sort of have to like make your mistakes take your lumps learn from it and move on yeah whereas i think now there's a lot more resources available to sort of get you over the the sort of easy hurdles the sort of common pitfalls but no one person's experience of like running a game is entirely the same as another person so like i said that there was those things where people were asking me for like oh could you do a video on this and it never even occurred to me to do a video about that bit of the face system because I'd just yeah. read it and I'd gone, that seems straightforward. Boom, done. Don't need to do a video yeah. about that. Yeah. And th there was other bits where like I maybe didn't get them when I first sort of picked up the game and other people would say to me, they're like, oh, I don't see what your problem is with it. Or like with other games, people would be like, oh, I don't see why you don't like this. I'm just like, oh, well, I don't really get it. And yeah. it's, it's all just like everyone has different experiences and everyone brings something different to the table. Mm. Yes, yes, it's interesting. The other thing you've done, and we you've touched on it, was the business of reviewing, and you spoke to how it was uh, time-consuming. And I can totally see why, because I would say I don't, you know, not blowing um, smoke up your fundamental orifice or anything, <laughs> but I think you've done some bang-up reviews, man, and I can now, having heard you speak about it, I do recall like watching them and thinking, yeah, this guy's done some prep. You can tell 
Yeah. And, and you can also tell that you've seen enough reviews to know what you don't like because you always do that little summary at the beginning yeah. so that someone can get that, they can get that quick fix, get the info and get out. Yeah, I mean, that was something that developed, at, like you noticed that in my earlier reviews, that that's not a thing. But as I was sort of going along and I knew that I was struggling to watch like other people's videos, I was like, I haven't got like four hours to sit down and watch like a review video or whatever. I was like, right. well, if I've not got time to do it, why would anyone else have the time to like watch my like four hour video? I was saying like, right, well, how can I get around that? Part of the reason I started doing reviews is because a lot of the reviews I saw were basically just someone like coming in and going like, this game's crap, you shouldn't play this game. Da, 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 da. That, that that doesn't help me. That that doesn't help me make like an informed decision about it. There's there's lots of products I've reviewed where if it was me looking for a game, I probably wouldn't go for that product because it doesn't match like my playing style and my GMing style. But mm-hmm. I can appreciate the fact that there's other people who might get more out of it than me. And I was like, the only way I can do that with any sort of uh, degree of authority and sort of degree of impartiality is if I read through it and I just go through it in detail and talk about it. But obviously the more detail you talk about it in, the longer the video oh. takes. So what I ended up doing was basically going through the books, writing down all this like massive blurb about it. Then I'd go back through it, look at it and go, right, if I had to summarise that in a paragraph, how would I do it? And then if someone's only got five minutes, all they've got to do is watch the first five minutes of the video and they'll get a basic overview of what I think about it. They'll get the rating and they can hopefully make a bit of an informed decision. Then... If they may be interested in a bit more detail or they've got a bit more time, they can listen to some of the other video, but they don't have to, to to find out what I think of the book. Yeah, it's good because in that first paragraph, you may well answer all that's needed yeah. uh, because you said superheroes. And then I think, oh, well, I don't, I don't want a superheroes game. I misunderstood. I thought this game was, you know, because you can. Sometimes you can see a system or hear about a system and totally because it hasn't, really been well explained or you've just heard it in passing you don't even re- don't even realize it's not something you're into but you did one one time and i thought ah that don't sound like something i'm into i'm really glad i watched that review i watched it i thought ah, i don't i don't remember that don't sound too clever and i left it and then it was still playing on my mind a little bit yeah and i thought do you know what i'm gonna go and see i'm gonna see why that why that is and then because you went through it so thoroughly, in fact, it was probably that was the game that really sort of made me think, yeah, this is a cool way to do it because it saved me that 30 or 40 quid probably where I would have had to gone out and got the game, gone through the process you'd gone through only to realise that, yeah, I've gone right through this book and there's not really anything I'm interested in here. Why did I buy this? You're saving people that. And because you're being thorough, you're not really leaving any stones unturned. It's uh, perfect. Well, that's, I mean, part of my desire to do RPG reviews came out of the fact that like, I've got loads of books that I own where people have like hyped up the game and I've got like really excited about it without really knowing much about the game. Or I've just sort of seen it and it's been like on sale or something. I've been like, oh, that, that looks cool. I'll get out of a copy of it. Then when I've got back and read it, I'm like, actually, mm. n- not for me. Thanks very much. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just like, oh, I, I wish someone had like come along and gone. I, I, actually, John, this is like a this is like a, a heavy sort of tactical sort of war gamey style role playing game. It's good if you like that, but you're not really into that, so it's probably not for you. And I'd love someone to say that. So yeah. for me, the thing about reviews is it's all about allowing people to make 
an informed decision when they're like purchasing a game because let's face it the the sort of professionally produced games like the hardback full cover like your sort of dnd fifth edition star books or your fantasy flight games books mm. they're, they're great but they ain't cheap no and it's like as far as i'm concerned if i if you buy a 40 pound book or whatever yeah and it just ends up sat on your shelf and you never use it well what good's that to anybody no exactly exactly and i think reviewers that are turning out good reviews they really are providing a, a proper good service to the community I, I don't think probably i don't think they get said enough either so yeah props to you there john for that one Thanks very much. You've, you've definitely saved me a few quid over the years <laughs> well that's all good i'm fairly tight with the money myself so i'm all about saving a few quid even if it's not saved it's put in a better direction. It's probably more accurately redirected well, than actually saved. Well, well that's. I mean, if if I've got like if I've got forty quid and I'm like, right, this forty quid's getting spent on role play, then wh- whatever books I decide, it's getting spent on like role play books. Whatever books I decide to buy, but again, I'd much rather spend that forty quid on like I don't know BX Essentials. Well, yeah, I'd rather buy like five BX Essentials books and go. All right, I'm yeah. going to use these for a campaign than buy yeah. like some amazing looking book and then and then it just sits on my shelf and I'm like, well, it looks pretty, but I'm never going to run it. I actually got into watching reviews and stuff because of because of board gaming. All right, yeah. Me, me and my brother big into board games, and that's how I kept my gaming addiction going. Really, through the years of raising a younger family. Where sitting down and playing face to face RPG seemed mm-hmm. impossible. I now realise it probably wasn't impossible, but um, I perceived it as being impossible because I still had that old style thinking in my mind, that mentality that I've got to, oh, I've got to make a campaign world, well, nor I've got to do all this. Now I now realise I probably could have just carried on doing role playing and it would have been cheaper than board games. And it would have answered my uh, creativity issue. You've got to watch board game reviews because if you don't, then you are going to get stung so hard. Yeah, I mean, I- I'm not a massive, I'm not a massive fan of board games myself, but there's like a few that I've liked, and that's generally because like I've seen so many where I've, I've been like at my local game store or whatever, and I've seen games of it, and I'm like. That, that, that's not ready for me and I'm like but if I hadn't seen people playing it you'd have been tempted I, I, I wouldn't have known that and I could have just been like oh look at look at the artwork on that board yeah. look at the miniatures you get with it bought yeah. it and it had just been sat on my shelf whereas on my shelf I've got about like compared to like the role play books I've got I've got about five board games so, some of them I, I love like and it doesn't necessarily matter how long the game is I mean one of my favourite board games is the Battlestar Galactica board game Oh like, yeah, yeah, with the uh, the uh, the traitor mechanic and all that in it. That's it, and that's like a game I've like I've never won. I've got close to winning once. The games all take like a ridiculously long amount of time to play. Yeah. Every game I've played of it, I've had like tremendous fun throughout the entire game. Even if like two turns in, I've like been thrown in the brig because I think I'm a Cylon. Yeah. It, it's yeah. still it's still good fun. Whereas, you can get a, you can get a bit of role playing in. You can sneak a bit of role playing in with that one as well. That's it exactly, and and I like. I like games that have sort of like a, a bit of a sort of story behind them, mm-hmm. whether whether that's implied or whether it's actually like built into the game. It's like the same. There's another game like it's a card game called Family Business. I don't know if you've ever played that. V- very basically, the idea is you each have, you each playing like a mobster family in like 1920s Chicago or New York. I forget which one. Mm-hmm. And you have like a hand of cards, and each of your cards is like a mobster, 
and you have um, some cards which are like you know you can like assassinate other people's mobsters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the game is you put like the the card box in the middle of the table and you build up like five like a, a row of five people against the wall as it's called. And yeah. one, once it builds up to five people each turn from then that point on the person nearest the wall gets killed and it gets shunted along one the idea of the game is you're trying to get all your opponent's men up against the wall and get them killed before all of yours get killed because of the way the game works you can sort of you can manipulate the turn order by like what cards you play so okay. you're, you're trying to sort of like think ahead and like manipulate it so it works and comes around to you in time for you to do what you need to yeah. and that's just a, a very simple game simple. but because there's a lot of different ways it can it can go and because it's got a whole like story dynamic because like, everyone's seen like the untouchables everyone knows like a few like mob yeah. films yeah. Y- you can and you have this whole like banter going with people where you're like, yeah. talking about, like oh, oh i'm getting that st valentine's day massacre on your ass and like yeah. killing all your men in one go i'm gonna make you enough you can refuse it <laughs> that, that's saying you got people like oh they, they kill one of you send one of theirs to the morgue and stuff like that <laughs> and, and it's just like a really good fun game to play yeah cool there you go that's john large and myself chatting about all sorts of stuff and as mentioned he does have a youtube channel red dice diaries and there's some really great content on there i would urge you to check it out if you've got the time talking of time thanks for taking the time to call in folks and also everybody who's listening i appreciate your feedback and support messages on me we etc and before I go, I'd just like to call out Carl Bussler. Um, he is the man behind the Mega Dungeon podcast. It's a really great podcast. He's got three episodes out at the moment talking all about Mega Dungeons. No surprise. He's got a fourth episode coming up soon, so listen out for that one. Well, that'll do for now. Take care of yourselves. I'll catch you later.